Hello, this is Jeff Vanderstelt, Executive Director of Saturate and the host of the Saturate podcast. Saturate exists to serve and equip leaders to start and strengthen unified gospel city movements that lead to gospel saturation, to the end that every man, woman, and child has repeated opportunities to meet Jesus through his church on mission everywhere and every day. Now, in order for this to happen, we believe it will require, like Jesus prayed in John 17, that the church is unified, working together in a region around five key initiatives, and that's prayer, leader health, disciple-making strategies, serving the city, and starting new churches and new kingdom initiatives, which includes businesses, it includes nonprofits, and in particular, in this episode, we're gonna be talking about a business that was started uh, and is finding success, but also has a heart to really serve the city of Charleston and see the business as an opportunity to make more and more disciples of Jesus. So I'm so grateful to have a friend of mine, a new friend of mine. He knew me more uh, before I knew him, I think. I think that's how it goes. His name is Mark Zira, and he's from Charleston, South Carolina. And Mark is the co-owner, alongside of his wife, Alyssa, of Off Track Ice Cream, which is a craft ice cream store located in downtown Charleston, South Carolina. He's also the father of 13-year-old son, Ezra. So Mark, so glad you're here. Um, Your story has been an encouragement to me. And uh, you're a businessman who's trying to figure out how to glorify Jesus and use what God's given you to really expand the kingdom and see more disciples made. So thanks for being here. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, your family, your business. Let's start there. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jeff. Um, I, I wanna share that when my wife and I went to start Off Track Ice Cream uh, five years ago, I had this vision and dream of being on a podcast. And the podcast was either gonna be a business podcast or an entrepreneurship uh, podcast, like how I built this, because of the great success of Off Track. Um, but my first podcast is gonna be about saturating the city of Charleston uh, with the gospel and the name of Jesus Christ. So praise God that that is the podcast um, that I have been invited on for my, my first podcast, because um, that is is what it's all about. Uh, so uh, yeah, so my wife, uh, my business partner, we will be uh, married for five years. Our anniversary is in 11 days. All right. Congratulations. You said 13 year old son, but he's actually, he's a 13 month old 13 son. month. Did I say old or year? Yeah. Yeah. 13 so, months. <laughs> 13 months. Um, and he is all boy. He's all over the place. Um, he's so much fun and happy and smiley. Uh, so he has been a, a huge blessing to our family. Um, and then off track ice cream. Uh, yeah. As you said, we're a craft ice cream shop uh, located in downtown Charleston, South Carolina. And we make both traditional dairy ice cream and then vegan or plant-based ice cream as well. So at any time, we'll probably have 10 dairy flavors on and around six or seven of our vegan um, ice cream. And what sets us apart is that we make everything homemade from scratch using clean and natural ingredients. Um, so we don't use any artificial flavorings or thickeners or stabilizers. And then we also source all of our ingredients as locally as possible. Uh, so we engage with the community, the farmers, um, restaurants, and yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. That's so cool. How how long has the business been around? Um, it will be four years uh, at the end of the month. Okay, all right. So a year into your marriage. 
Yes, we got married on June 30th of 2018, and then we opened the shop June 29th of 2019. And then you had a baby. Yes. Or was that before? <laughs> no, the baby was 13 months ago. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, I, I got to meet you uh, at an event in Charleston that I spoke at, and you shared a little bit of your story of coming to faith and just the, you know, how that all came about. It was so encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. So would you share a little bit of that story for our listeners to get an understanding of your own journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So we opened Off Track Ice Cream in June of 2019. So about four years ago. And that was, I was coming off an 11 year career on Wall Street. Um, I lived that I lived in New York City and it's where I met my wife. Uh, and I will be completely honest that when we opened Off Track, it was for purely capitalistic reasons. Um, I, I did not know Jesus personally. Uh, I knew of Jesus, uh, but I lived a very, uh, I would, what I would call a very Mark-centered life. And my, my hopes and dreams of Off Track were to be, to spread different shops into different cities, into different states, and to really either sell the business or retire and, you know, have someone else run it. And I'd be at the beach with fancy car. So that is really, to be honest, that was the incentive for me to open off track ice cream. And honestly, from, from day one, uh, the business did really well. We were profitable and, uh, you know, fast forward to, to March of 2020 COVID came around. Uh, but we only really had one rough month. Uh, Charleston was probably one of the first cities that opened back up and we navigated all that very well. So fast forward from from opening in June of 2019 to about a year, uh, and you know all of our friends and family they were like, "Man, you guys are you guys you navigated COVID. You're doing really well. You must be so proud. We're so excited for you. Uh, you must be so happy." And so from the outside, like off track and Mark and Alyssa were doing awesome, but on the inside, uh, I was continuing to struggle with a 20 year battle with alcohol addiction and alcoholism. Um, which honestly just fed so much selfishness and confrontation and conflict into our marriage. And Alyssa and I's marriage was just because of that, um, was really imploding. Um, so again, on the outside, it looked really shiny and nice, but on the inside, we were just kind of cratering, uh, as a couple and me personally, just with, uh, with alcohol. And so we sought out some marital counseling and, uh, the best thing that came out of the marital counseling was someone recommended to me that I get a mentor. Uh, and to me, a mentor was someone who I would just kind of call when either I wanted to drink or when I drank too much, or if I got in a fight with my wife and just needed to like talk to someone. Um, so I ended up asking my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, his name is Troy, and he is the pastor of two churches uh, in, outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin called Kettlebrook. And so I didn't have any close male relationships here in Charleston at the time. So I sought out him because, you know, he was a role model in my life and I looked up to him. So I asked him to be my mentor. And when I asked him to be my mentor to him, that was a wide open door into Christian discipleship. Um, So he said, yeah, absolutely. He said, every Wednesday morning, we're going to get on Zoom at 6 a.m. and we're going to read through this book. And the book that he told me to buy and that we're going to read through is called The Great Physician by G. Campbell Morgan. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book and it is absolutely amazing. It is, um, it's, it's basically each chapter is a seven page commentary on every interaction that Jesus has with each individual in the New Testament. 
and and like the approach that he takes with each individual and each approach is different because each individual is uh, individual is different and yep. but Jesus knows everyone personally. So when he suggested we read that, I was like, okay, sure. Like, and on, honestly, I thought I knew everything there was to know about Jesus because so I grew up in the Catholic Church. I did first through twelfth grade going to Catholic school, religion class. So like I had heard all the stories and I thought I already knew all that. And I saw, I guess I was an ex-Catholic at the time, Um, but I agreed to it. And so the first month I highly disliked meeting, I reading the book and I was like, ah, all right, I got to meet again, 6 a.m. But honestly, as I read and I, I was like, oh, like, I didn't know that. Like, I don't remember that story. Like, oh, Jesus did that. And I started to get intrigued and I found those mornings um, I had an opportunity to ask questions that I'd never had anyone um, would ever give time to answer. And not that Troy had every single answer, but we processed through a lot of stuff. So yeah, I just got engaged and intrigued. And I told him one morning, it was about uh, three months into that. I was like, Hey, like these mornings are going great. But when I leave here, I just, you know, I don't know. I kind of just go back with my life and just keep doing what I normally do. And I really enjoy this time, but like, how can I, how can I learn more? So he ended up recommending a few pastors that I maybe listened to. Um, and who I ended up liking listening to was Tim Keller, uh, and his gospel and life podcast. So starting around November of uh, 2020, I would be at the ice cream shop making ice cream and like binging three to four Tim Keller sermons a day. Um, so I'm listening to these Tim Keller sermons. I'm still reading the book with Troy. I'm asking questions, um, and try to make a long story short, uh, fast forward about, so we had been doing that for about five months. And so I'm learning a ton, but honestly, there's no sort of behavioral change whatsoever. There's no heart change. Um, Alyssa and I's marriage is just continuing to crater and, and getting even worse. Um, there was honestly, as was an alcohol intervention in between there as well. Um, and that did not stop me whatsoever. And um, it wasn't until it was the night of January 6th, 2021. And I was laying in bed and actually my wife was in a different bedroom because we had gotten in a fight and she was like, I'm out of here. I'm sleeping in a different room. And that night I was laying in bed by myself and listening to uh, a Tim Keller sermon on idolatry. And the Holy Spirit just convicted me to the core and um, revealed to me the depths of my selfishness and my self-idolatry and gave me, really offered, basically offered me an opportunity to repent and to put God in that number one spot that I had been in for 35 years. And I just remember being like, yes, like, yes, like that's what I want. I want to put God number one. I, I fell asleep and the next morning I woke up, it was January 7th, 2021, and um, I was just, I was a completely different person. I would say I was a new person. I had this new energy, this new excitement. Um, that morning I, I was saved that Jesus had made me new. Um, and I, I remember I was, I was also reading mere Christianity at the time. Um, and I was really going hard with all the, the, <laughs> the Christian books. Um, but that morning, the chapter that I was reading, uh, the first like paragraph, and I was going to grab it, but um, I'll, I'll paraphrase. It said, um, a Christian man does not have to be a teetotaler uh, or does not have to look down upon anyone else who drinks. But if he has a problem, he should with, uh, withstand from 
um, drinking alcohol, if he has a problem with it. And I read that. And for the first time in my entire life, I was like, yeah, if I have a problem with alcohol, I, I can abstain from, from that. And I, I was like, wow, yeah, I'm not going to drink anymore. So it took me a couple of days to realize that I had been saved, that Jesus had also redeemed me from my addiction to alcohol. Um, I have been completely sober for the last two and a half years. Um, and also Alyssa and I's marriage, uh, you know, at that that took a little bit longer and it, we're still continuing to, there's, you know, a lot of healing that still needs to happen. But from where we were two and a half years ago to where we are now is just night and day. Um, and yeah, uh, I just, I just, if Jesus doesn't intervene that night and that, that morning, um, you know, I, for sure, our marriage is, it's going to separation. It's most likely going to a divorce. Um, we were we were on that path. Um, we do not have a 13-month-old son, Ezra, now. And honestly, we wouldn't have off-track ice cream anymore because we run that together and we would not have, if we separated, off-track ice cream would have just gone kaput. Um, so praise God that he just stepped in and said, mine, no more. And um, yeah, so I'll, I'll pause there for, for a minute. Wow, man. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I know that's got to just be an encouragement and inspiration to a lot of people, both, I think, people who have friends like you who are wondering if God can break through and change a life. Mm -hmm. And then some who are listening are going to wonder if God can break through and change my life. And so I just want to just commend you for sharing it. It's a real gift that you would give that to us. And um, yeah, it means a ton. So thank you. I am curious. Um, so there's a fun backstory people don't know about if they're listening. Uh, most won't. Um, and that is that uh, Troy and, and uh, you and Troy and Troy and I have each have a relationship. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, did you know that at, at any point? Like, how did you figure that out? Because you came to hear me speak in Charleston and there's some connection there. No, kind of curious sure. about that. I mean, he's, he's talked about you through my, my whole Christian journey. I remember him sending me um, your fruit to root video. When okay. This was, this was while like I had not come to faith yet. And I was really struggling with Alyssa and alcohol. And um, I remember watching that video and he, he shared about his relationship with you and that um, the discipleship course and things that you were doing with his church. And then after, after I, I, I did come to faith, he started sharing more of your videos uh, with me. Um, and those, those were very encouraging. And yeah, so the, I guess the, the short answer is yes. I, I, he, he did share a lot about you and your time, his time with you together and use a lot of your material to, to help disciple me as well. Well, I wanted to bring that up because you and I have in common somebody and not, not Troy though. Troy is awesome. And I, that that's one thing we have in common, but we both listened a lot to the same guy, which is Tim Keller. And so like when you brought that up, I'm like, oh my goodness, he's probably one of the most influential uh, Christian leaders in my life. And um, I, I'm, I, I, along with probably tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people mourned the loss mm -hmm. of Tim recently. But I'm so thankful to hear that being a part of your story uh, because yeah. that what a remarkable foundation of gospel-centered preaching you received with probably not even realizing how unique it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I continue to this day to just continue to listen to Tim Keller and just learn so much and mm. just 
gets me back on track a, a lot of the yeah. time. Well, I'm so thankful to hear that that was a part of your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am I'm curious, how has your story, you, know, you were not a Christian doing business. You hadn't surrendered your life to Jesus doing business. And then you did. Like, did that change how you approached doing business, running the the company you and your wife uh, co-lead together? I mean, it, I mean, it basically changed the entire business. Mm. Um, it really has turned things completely upside down. Um, I think the main thing is, so now my wife and I are, are, are following Jesus together. And I think we quickly recognized that, um, that off track, you know, we didn't have off track and own off track because of how awesome and special and talented that Alyssa and I were, but because that God's plan for us was to, to put us in charge of this business. Um, and for us to steward it on his behalf. So not to like run the business to, to, you know, promote our kingdom, but to now promote his kingdom. So it, the first thing that we, we, we sought after, we're like, Hey, we own this commercial space and it sits empty until noon when we open every day. Like, what can we do with this space before we open that can, you know, give glory to God? Um, and the first idea we had was to invite a local church in and do a young adults Bible study. Um, so we did that. And then, you know, we started, so now we host every two months, we host a men's coffee morning um, for my church at Grace City at our ice cream shop. We've also, we partnered with uh, a local Jesus-centered drug and alcohol rehabilitation center uh, called Stillworthy that's located on John's Island. And they've hosted um, some, we call it ice cream for breakfast. And we have them and the residents and some of their families and supporters in. Um, so just being able to use the space in a way that just allows people to to love on each other and to experience Jesus. And um, so that, that was the first thing. I was like, we need to just like use the space in a, in a better capacity. I think the, the second thing that really stands out was our hopes and our dreams for the, for the business was expansion and like, let's go to the, go to the moon. But I, I think that's the biggest thing that the biggest change, because we saw what that would take to open up more shops and expand would take so much time away from our marriage, which we were like, wow, we need to spend a lot more time together and healing a marriage and just like really leading out of the marriage. You know, now we have a son. It's like, if we want to open more shops, I'm not going to be home for dinner every night. And I, I want to be there with you. I want to be, and we want to have more children. Um, you know, when, when, you know, my eyes were open, it was like, okay, wow, we need to join a church. So now we're, we're involved in, like I said, Grace City Church, and we have an awesome community there and friends and like that takes time. So I think a prioritization of time was a big thing that was flipped upside down and said, okay, this one shop for the time being, and God, if, if he wants, you know, in five years, what, whatever, I'm not going to give a timeline. If he wants us to expand, he will make it very clear, I believe. Um, but right now he, he, he wants us to focus on our marriage, our, our son, um, our church community. And also, uh, I guess number three would be with the employees that we have, you know, we have 15 to 20 employees. Um, and honestly, a majority of them do not know Jesus personally. And it is like, that he's calling us in into that into discipleship to evangelism and yeah so 
I would say three years ago, those things were just like, didn't matter. And mm. they weren't even on our radar, right? It was just like work, work, work. How can we succeed? How can we get more? Um, and that's just not our approach anymore. And it's just, it's more, you know, obviously the marriage is number one. And then out of that, um, we, we look to, uh, to run our business. Hmm. I love hearing your prioritization there. I, I think a lot of people, uh, when they're wanting to obey Jesus's commands to make disciples and they're wanting to have a healthy marriage and family will often say, man, but I, I don't know what to do. Work's just taking up all my time. I'm too busy for all that. And you just basically said like, okay, let's make the decision to not get too busy for all that. Like, Let's prioritize uh, the, the things that are most important first. And if God gives you the margin or the capacity for more than he will. And I think that that alone is a great example that I think a lot of people need to hear. So thank you for for sharing that, but also for fighting for the things that really matter. It's a big deal. Yeah. I, honestly, I think, again, the, the last three months, I think God is really kind of opening our eyes and clarifying what he wants us, how he wants us to move forward with our business. And it is, it's just pouring into our staff. And and I can be very guilty. Well, you're just talking about it. And what I just explained is ideal, but I can be very guilty of rushing through the day and not being present at work and then, you know, trying to rush home so I can be with my wife and family. But I think he's making it very clear about, hey, when you're at work, you need to be present at work so that you can, you know, be there with your staff. You can engage with them. And and really that that business, it's not... So here's one thing that really stands out as well, that I think it made it very clear that this business is not just the way that he's providing for for me and for Alyssa and our family, but that it's also a ministry that he's that he's given us a responsibility over um, and that we don't have to do it, but we get to like share his, like the gospel and his name and our story, what he's done in our lives with these employees. And um, so I don't know, that's just something that has, he's kind of clarifying and saying, it's not just a business, it's your ministry and you need to pour into it more. Um, yeah. So. When that word ministry get, often gets confused as something that like the quote unquote church does, meaning like the programs of the church, the events of the church. But the word ministry, it is connected to the word diakonos, which is a servant. So this mm -hmm. idea of ministry is like service. It's like, mm -hmm. how are we serving people? And so to be able to see what you're doing uh, with ice cream and with your employees, the way of serving not only the people who buy the ice cream, but serving the very people that are working for you. That that really is at the heart of what ministry is. It's like, how do we serve others like Christ served us? So uh, that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And I think at first it was like, it, it was separate. It was the business. And then we started trying to like, you know, engage in like all this church stuff. But God's saying, no, like they're together and you yes. need to do them together. And yeah. So yeah, that's just where he's kind of, driving us and clarifying things. And it's, um, it's exciting. Cause like I spend a lot of time there and I think I was blind to the fact that there's so many opportunities, so much opportunity there at work. And I was trying to find all these other opportunities outside of work and through my church. And I, but it's right there. It's right in front of you. It's where you yeah. spend your life. <laughs> yeah. It was like an aha moment a couple of months ago. I was like, Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh man, if every Christian could see that the place God has put them is their is their ministry, mm-hmm. and if they were to do it unto the Lord and not just unto people, but then serve people as though they're serving Jesus, like He taught us, that would change everything. Man, work would have so much more dignity and mm-hmm. significance. As you're doing that, what is that looking like? As you're trying to uh, be faithful to Jesus' command to make disciples. You know, you obviously you're a businessman. You've got to be wise about what you do and mm-hmm. care for your employees, and obviously not force anything on them, of course. But what has that looked like in terms of a desire to impact your both your employees and the customers? Yeah, so I think it's twofold. Um, there's an approach with our full time staff, and then there's an approach with our part time servers and staff, and I'll talk about the full-time staff because those are the, um, we have five full-time employees and those are the ones that I am present with most often. Um, you know, we've been open for almost four years. So my, my schedule is eight to four, nine to five, Monday to Friday. And I see them the most, um, Mm. and I can engage with them. And so the one thing that, like I said, God has been clarifying is that when I'm there, I need to be present with them and not rush through the day, which I was guilty of today. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, and I know tomorrow I'm going to go in and I just got to hey, be present and just being able to just talk with them. How's their day going? Are, are they having any issues? Just being able to listen to them and then take the time to respond and not just rush through it. Um, so mm-hmm. being present at the shop with them. And also we've been um, attempting to engage um, our managers outside of our work. So my wife and I have so far, we've had two of our managers over for dinner, um, one with her spouse, and just really to just get to know them, get to know their stories and get to know them on a more personal level outside of work. Um, so you know, we can also share our stories with them. And then like, as we get to know them and as they get to know us, like as they have issues or we have issues, you know, I can speak the truth into them um, and really just love them in like a genuine way. Mm-hmm. Um and it is like it is. We we care a lot about our employees. They're amazing. We love them. Um, and just being able to get to know them and really form more than just a work relationship. So, like I said, when there is that anxiety or stress, I'd say, hey, like, hey, I've experienced that. Let me share with you, Jesus, what He has done in my life. And so that's where we're we're um, again. This is again all in the last two or three months that God's saying, hey, these are the approaches that I want you to take with mm. your full-time staff. Um, yeah. and we're, and we're being, we're taking steps of obedience with that. And, and we are starting to see a, a little fruit and, um, it's exciting. And even just relationships that we're forming, um, with them is, is awesome. That's so great. Then, um, our part-time staff. So that is where it gets a little tricky. Um, we have, I want to say we have like 12 part-time, um, staff right now. And, 10 out of the 12 are 16 to 21 year old females. Um, so I didn't mention this, but we are about a block off the college of Charleston. So the majority are uh, college of Charleston students. Um, so one issue is they mostly work night and weekends and I'm just not there night and weekends anymore. When we first opened, I was there 11 to 11. Uh, but thankfully I'm not anymore. And I have more of a normal schedule. Um, so I don't see as much of them. Second, they're 16 to 21 year old females. And there's a little bit of a, I'm a 38, almost 38 um, year old male. And there's a little bit of generational gap and just things to relate with each other. And then thirdly, if I, if I really tried to engage 
in really getting to know them where, you know, outside of work and just really die, it, it, it can border on the be inappropriate, um, mm-hmm. as a 38 year old married man with, with, a, um, a son. Uh, so I think I just, I need to be careful there. So not, not to say that God can't use anyone, anytime, anywhere to speak into. Um, it's just been challenging to, to reach that, that group of our, of our employees. Um, so again, what God has placed on our heart to pursue is to find, and we, and we tried to do this a month ago when we hired, but it was early on and we just didn't have the, um, engagement yet, but what he's, he's kind of guiding us to right now is to engage, um, all of the ministries that are on campus at college of Charleston, you know, FCA, BCM, RUF, there's one called, um, the bridge and, and crew and, and, and one to, to say, Hey, like we want to be engaged with you guys, period. We want you guys to come in, use the space, you know, freshman orientation, invite, invite them in. Like we'll, we'll hook you up with ice cream or coffee, like, you know, use the space to your advantage and, and to be able to host events or Bible studies, whatever. But second, we want to engage with them to be able to say, Hey, when you, you have a leader that you're rising up, um, a college age female who, who loves Jesus and who wants to find extra work, um, who wants to work night and weekends, but also in that role wants to engage and form relationships with her coworkers and, um, you know, her peers and share her faith with them when the opportunity arises. Um, because we have been, it's been very difficult for us to, 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 to make headway in, in, in that area of, um, of our employee base. So Mm. that's, Again, we haven't done that, but this summer, um, you know, I've, I've lunch with the head of FCA on Thursday. Um, we met with the guys um, from crew who actually goes to our church um, about a month ago. And we're just forming, I, I met the BCM guy, uh, Clay brought the BCM guy by um, the ice cream shop last week. So just starting to form these relationships. And so, so the next time we hire, and, and it usually is around mid-August, will be I'm going to send the job description to them first and say, Hey, before I blast this out on Indeed or ZipRecruiter, share this with your leaders. Like, do any of them want some part-time work? Cause we would love to have them on our team and really encourage them to, well, to work, but also to use that, um, that space to, to, to share their faith. So those are kind of the two avenues that we feel being called to. And, um, I love it. You know, what our listeners don't know is you and I talked before we started recording and you just you being honest and saying like, hey, I, we're new at this. Like we're just a few months in in terms of thinking about it and trying ideas. And it's almost like, you know, there's lots of other people on the podcast who've been doing stuff for a long, long time. And I said, that's actually one of the reasons I want you on here. It's like want people that maybe have never even thought about this with their business to at least be inspired and encouraged to go like, hey, you don't have to have it all figured out but take some steps toward it and the Lord's going to provide. And, um, you know, I, I love what you're doing. I haven't, I haven't got to have your ice cream yet because last time I was in Charleston, we just met. And so I can't wait till I come again. And I'm likely in Charleston three or four times a year because Charleston is one of the key cities that Mm -hmm. we're really trying to see more gospel saturation work happen in. And so I can't wait to, to see the progress and the the learning that you'll have in six months or so. And and I can't wait to try your ice cream either. So can't wait for that. But I'm just glad that you're willing to share where you're at and the dreams that you have. And, you know, that day that you 
you and I've met, God had been giving, stirring something in you about what this, what could this look like to, to work together with other, uh, with churches, with ministries, but also with other business leaders. Tell us a little bit about some of the hope that you have there and how we could partner together more effectively. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell a little bit of a connect the dot story of how it even, how, how I even got to that day to listen to you talk up at Center Point Church. But so it was back this past Christmas and I asked my brother-in-law Troy if I could actually shadow him for a day um, and kind of come to some of his meetings as a pastor. Cause I was just like, I just want to see what it's like on, on that side of, um, you know, of the church. And so he agreed and I, I got to sit in on three or four meetings and it was super awesome learned a lot. And we were processing through some stuff in his office at the end of the day. And I looked up at his bookshelf and there's these three books and they were bright orange and they had these bright green targets on them. And honestly, I was like, <laughs> like a moth to the flame. I was like, what are those books? They're really pretty. And I went and grabbed it and it said saturate by Jeff Vanderstel. And I was like, Oh man, like, you know, that, that's, you know, the guy who you sent me the videos of when, when you were first mentoring me. Um, so I asked if I could take it home and read it. And he said, of course, so I got, so I read, I read the book and it obviously it really excited me um, a lot. Like maybe I mentioned it earlier about the fact that like that idea of, of not just going to church, but like being the church, we are the church. So wherever we are, people don't have to go to church on Sunday to experience Jesus, mm. um, but they can experience just through, through getting to know us and us sharing him and, and, and the, the stories. Uh, so that was exciting. So I finished the book and then on the last page, it says, for more information, visit saturatetheworld.com. So I was like, okay, you know, so I, I go up to saturatetheworld.com and the first tab I see is city hubs. And I'm like, okay, so I fully expected to click city hubs and have it be like a video or something about Seattle. Cause I, I know you're from Seattle and maybe I was like, let's see what Jeff and saturate are doing in Seattle. But the video was this five or six minute video on Charleston. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, I was like, no way. Like, I can't believe this is even like going on, like saturate, like, um, and then uh, Craig Tuck was on the video talking about mission Charleston and, and, the, and the goal is to, you know, saturate, you know, the workplace, you know, the home schools, you know, with the name and gospel of Jesus. And I was like, okay, Charleston, like, let's go. So I, Went then because I'd never heard of Mission Charleston, and I went to the Mission Charleston website, and lo and behold, on the end of March, you were coming to speak about the five key initiatives that Charleston needs to experience to experience gospel saturation. So I got all excited. I was like, I, I showed my wife, and I'm like, Oh man, he's coming! And like this is super weird. Like connect the dots of all these. <laughs> um, and so I, I told a couple of my friends and invited some people from church. So we had like three guys who signed up, and, and we came out. Um, but it, it was that morning. So I was at the ice cream shop the morning of your talk at center point. And I was praying while I was making ice cream. I said, God, like, what does it look like for me as a business owner to help saturate the city of Charleston with your gospel and your name? And it was like, literally like the next thought that popped into my head, which I'd never had before was like this idea that it was this intra church job portal, um, where business owners like myself, would add job listings. Um, you know, for example, it would be like the job listing that I'm looking for, for, you know, a college age female. And it doesn't have to be like a certain age or, or gender or anything, but like, this is the role. Um, 
but the role would really be, hey, we want you to come work for us, but we also want you to come and really get to know your staff and engage them in relationships and in sharing your faith. Um, and then, and again, so, well, the goal isn't to just like put job listings on there, but, uh, or I'm sorry, put job listings on there to just make a completely Christian workforce, but to kind of strategically bring some people on the team to come alongside us and, and, and really just share Jesus. And then obviously on the flip side, it would be all of the members of the evangelical churches um, of Charleston that, you know, not every member, but people who have been identified by me, by their leaders or by their pastors as, as those who, who do have a heart for Jesus and a heart for discipleship. Maybe they've gone through a leadership course or a discipleship course, and then they would be approved to be on that platform. And that was that, I don't know, that that's the idea that popped into my head. And I was like, huh, that's like interesting. Like, I don't know if that exists, but I like it. So I finished making ice cream and I go up to center point. I, we listen to you talk. And just that whole time you're up there speaking, like God is just kind of like getting me more and more excited about what you're saying and this idea that he put on my heart. And when you were done talking, like I know, I don't know. I felt very led to go up and just introduce myself um, and just share what God had put on my heart. Uh, and I did that. And I will say, I normally don't do stuff like that, but I was just like, I just got to go tell someone about this. And he's, he's probably the guy I should tell. And then by happenstance, I ran into Craig on my way out and just got engaged in a conversation with him. And then, yeah, about two weeks later, I sat down with Craig and Clay from Mission Charleston and talked more about that idea. And then we ended up um, saying, hey, let's let's invite a bunch of business owners and business leaders together, um, invite them to off-track ice cream and have, um, we, we called it a, a coffee conversation. Um, but just, we had about, um, I don't know, 20, 25 uh, business owners or business leaders together. And uh, I, I shared my story and and I shared this job platform idea. And um, we just, we just got to know each other and had a really good conversation. And one little funny part is, there was this one guy who came up to me at the end of, uh, of, of that morning. And he's like, I have no idea why I'm here. He's like, I'm not a business owner. I'm not a business leader, but one of my friends invited me. So I came and then like in the next breath, he's like, Oh, by the way, I really like that job platform idea. And he's like, I put together websites and I would love to just kind of throw something together for you. And I was just like, <laughs> I think I know why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been able to engage with him. We actually have, um, we don't have a, a date set, but we, we're going back and forth, um, but we're going to sit down in July and spend some time together and just maybe expound on what a website could look like, what that could look like. I, and again, that's, it's, it's very like new and fresh and it's just an idea at this point. But I also, I just feel that like the only reason that I'm actually here talking to you today and that I met with Craig and Clay is because in that prayer, God just put something on my heart that I was like, wow, that's an idea that like, actually, I think you want me to share. Mm. So I wanted to share that with you. And who knows? I don't know if it will take 10 years to put together. I know that it's probably a lot of heavy lifting. And, um, but that's just something that God's put on my heart. And he's also kind of calling me to not necessarily put it on the back burner, but just keep moving towards that and just see what happens. Mm. So I know... I'm busy. It's June, July. We're selling a lot of ice cream and I'm making a lot of ice cream, but I'm just still moving towards that and just seeing what happens with that. 
Yeah. I love the idea. You know, I, I grew up in, uh, in a, the home of a business entrepreneur. My dad had several small businesses and, and I think back, you know, he, he definitely shared his faith and we had people over for meals, very similar to a lot of things you're talking about. I, w- I can only imagine how much more impactful and fruitful he would have been if he would have had people that were particularly deciding to work for him because they want to make a kingdom impact. And uh, mm-hmm. if he would have had something like you're talking about, it would have been a huge gift for him as well. So I, I love it. I'm, I'm excited to see what God will do through it. I know minimally your heart is where he wants it to be. And so he'll take care of the direction and lead, lead you according to his plan. So, yeah. Well, in closing, if you want, if you could encourage our listeners with anything right now, what would you want to share with them? I, I think just like, just trying to be obedient to that, the voice of Jesus and the spirit, when he kind of leads you into something, even if it feels like way out of character or awkward, to just step into it. And like, obviously, especially if it's like, Hey, this is something that resembles the gospel, that this was resembles something that Jesus would be leading me into just step into it. And I've been, you know, I've been attempting to do that, um, especially the last three to six months. And I've just seen a lot of fruit and just like kind of a, a very fun adventure and just being able to see my business like transform before my eyes. And I know there's a lot of like a long way to go, um, but just being able to to step into that and uh, yeah, just obedience, I think. I love it. Yeah. Obedience. Listen to Jesus. He'll guide you. Take the mm-hmm. steps he tells you to take. Trust that he's going to, he's got a plan. He's going to do something with that. So right. I love that. Well, Mark, thank you so much. Uh, I I think I'm going to want to have you on in like a year or so and just go, okay, tell us what, what Jesus has been doing. Tell us the stories that he's been mm-hmm. up to because I, the posture of your heart is the kind of posture that Jesus loves and the open-handedness of your faith and your business and your life is usually how he works. He works through that willing servant who's willing to do whatever Jesus wants. So thank you so much for your example and if you're listening, I encourage you to pray for Mark and his wife and the business of off-track ice cream. Not only that it would be successful, but that more importantly, it'd make a kingdom impact and more and more people would meet Jesus because of it. So thank you for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me very much. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Hey, you've probably been listening in for a while or maybe you're new, but if you're new, uh, Mark already referenced it. SaturateTheWorld.com is a place where we have a lot of resources, uh, a lot of stories for inspiration, uh, and even an opportunity to get uh, more resources through our membership. And anybody who's listening right now, uh, we want to give two weeks of a free membership too. You can just use Podcast 2023. That's uh, Podcast 2023, all lowercase, no spaces in between as a code. So if you go to saturatetheworld.com and want to sign up as a subscriber to get all the resources that we've created for you, uh, try it out for a couple weeks and you can use that free code. And then we also want your prayers. So if you want to be a, a Saturate partner who prays for our work regularly, we're working in cities around the United States and around the world. And I try to update people on a, a bi-weekly basis of the things that I'm doing or our team is doing. So we'd love your prayers. So just uh, send a, an email. You can go on the site, saturatetheworld.com. And there's a, a place where you can get more information. If you want to be a prayer partner, just say, I want to be a prayer partner. And we'll add you to the text that I send out. So you can be a part of that to pray for our work. 
And then all of our work is supported financially by uh, donors. So if that's something you'd feel uh, you'd want to give to, you can do that as well at saturatetheworld.com and just hit the, the give tab and it'll tell you what to do. Mark, again, thank you so much. I'm going to be in Charleston in the fall, I think. So uh, hopefully we'll see each other again soon. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you.